Today I'm going over all the hooks that I use for the different types of jigs and species and go a little bit more in depth compared to that YouTube video I did about 240 if you guys want to check that out. We'll go ahead and jump right into it guys. Uh, Colt Sniper, one of my favorite jigs for tunas, yellowtails, you name it. So what I do is take that treble hook off, I replace a split ring, and then I use a Gamagatsu Magic Eye Tuna Plug 3X hook, usually like a two or three aught. I try to match it to the size of the Colt Sniper. You know, I typically use the 80 gram more than anything because it, it casts really well and like pairing for my rod, the 80 gram is like perfect. You, you can have, you know, the 60 or 100, 120, but I think once you cross that, like get into that 120 mark, they get pretty heavy and it's almost like you're losing some of that casting ability. So I stick to the 80 because I run 65 pound braid and then I usually fish like 40 pound fluoro for a liter on my Colt Snipers. 90% of the fish are caught by 10% of the fishermen. Of 100 boats going out on a Saturday, 80 of them are following the crowd, 10 of them shouldn't be past the inlet, 8 are dialed in for the most part, but 2 are professionals that are relentlessly dedicated to putting fish on deck despite any conditions, day in and day out, adapting and using past experience. Sit down, strap in, and get ready to take some notes. We're going to take the fishing game to the next level. Welcome to the Obsidian Fishing Podcast. Next, moving on to the flat ball, we have the Owner Offshore Bait Hook. This is also like a 2 or 3X. I try to match it to the size of the jig again. Replace the split ring as well. I like this hook because it is 2, 3X, and then it's got the offset tip on it. I've done really well with hooking fish and actually landing the fish. Um, just don't put too big a hook. I think some guys do too big a hook. And any of these jigs, if you do choose to rig one, say at the top and the bottom, make sure that they can't connect. So what I mean by that is like they're not, they can't lock in to each other. Because if you drop down, those hooks are twirling or whatever. If your hooks get locked up, they, you know, and a fish bites it, you're, <laughs> you're not going to catch that fish. You, you might not even hook it or you'll just feel them pull and that's it. So that's the hook I like for the Colt or the flat falls. You can rig a circle hook because typically those fish are eating it on the fall. So I, I have had bites, you know, cranking it back to the top, but typically because of the flat fall, that, that's like what the jig is designed to do is fall and flutter towards the bottom. They're gonna eat it and your line, you're gonna be dropping down and it's just gonna stop. So I will rig it with a circle hook or a live bait hook. A lot of guys aren't fans of the circle hooks, but it's done well for me. Moving on to some bottom jigs. If you guys are, you know, grouper fishing or snapper, trigger fish, tile fish, all that kind of stuff. I mentioned earlier on that YouTube video, I just like a single assist hook because if you are fishing for bottom fish, I like to maintain bottom contact. And what I mean by that is I'm ripping that jig up off the bottom two to, you know, four or five feet. And then I'm letting it go back down, letting some line out and I wanna feel it smack that bottom again and just keep maintaining that bottom contact until you know your line is at an angle where you're, you're no longer effective. That being said, I swap out the assist hooks with the owner dancing stingers is what they're called. You can put one or two. I like one on my bottom jigs because 
I'm from where there's like tropical bottom or you're fishing a ledge or some junk on the bottom and I don't want to be snagging up. And typically when those grouper come up, they're like inhaling that whole jig. Like if you've ever seen a YouTube video and they are eating a jig, they open their mouth like, you know, large mouth bass and they're just sucking everything in. So they're really not going to miss that hook. That's why I don't worry too much about that dancing stinger hook uh, with a little bit of a lanyard on it because they are inhaling that jig. If you're fishing like a little Roscoe, this is another awesome jig for bottom fishing. I do fish a owner treble. I believe it's ST66. Um, might be a little bit different model with a smaller size. Again, match to the jig. Don't use too heavy of a split ring, but don't go too light either. And that jig has caught me a ton of bottom fish. I like the treble hook because Sometimes those like vermilion snappers or the trigger fish, something like that, they have those smaller mouths and they can't necessarily get like a big, you know, seven aught hook or you, you'll, you'll feel them hit and you're not hooking the fish. So that's why I like the trouble hook on the smaller jigs like a Roscoe. If you are targeting some of those snappers, trigger fish, sea bass, all that kind of stuff. But I also have like the big Roscoe. As you can see, this one's been eaten all up and the jig has been just <laughs> that kevlar or the uh rubber around the kevlar just about been worn off from catching fish on it so i just like again just one single dancing hook something that's about a third to halfway down the body of the jig and that's a rule of thumb for any jig that i'm doing i want that hook about a third to halfway down no longer than halfway the reason i, I say that is because i don't want that jig when it is falling that hook is going to be kind of away from the jig and if you guys have done a lot of jig fishing you'll get a lot of bites on the fall so <clears throat> you don't want something that's going to be way away from that jig so half quarter to i mean i think a third is like the golden spot but anywhere from like a quarter to halfway down that jig is where you want like those dancing stinger hooks if you're speed jigging i've got a knife jig here Nassau, they don't make them anymore. This is one of the best jigs ever. In case you guys do find them, highly recommend you pick them up. 180 gram. I got something in the works trying to make a jig similar to these. But if I am speed jigging, and what I mean by that is I'm pumping that jig and I'm dropping the rod and giving it a crank and cranking that slack, and that jig is basically going up, falling up, falling up. And it's like a constant motion all the way up, right? Usually I'll work it up through the fish and then drop back down and do that two, two times total, maybe three depending on how fast the drift is or the current. Sometimes you gotta swap out the jig for a heavier jig. You know, if you're dropping down where those fish are and you're already at an angle away from the boat, you're gonna wanna go ahead and get a heavier jig. But I love these 180 gram sizes. Back to the hooks though. Again, some owner dancing stingers, it doesn't have to be, you know, the owner dancing stingers. Something like that where it's a quality hook, it's sharp, and you've got some solid gear on it. What I mean by that is the solid ring and the split ring. I always take all my aftermarket stuff off. Unless you're catching, like, really small fish and you're using, like, small flat fall or something like that. You know, snappers aren't going to bend out your gear unless you hook a grouper. I've seen grouper bend out treble hooks. <laughs> That's why I swap those uh, little Roscoe treble hooks out for like a two, three, four X hook. Anyways, I like for speed jigging, the double stinger hooks rigged at the top because 
I just think it's more that jig is working a lot more jittery, I guess, a lot faster. So I like to rig two hooks. I don't like to rig them from the bottom when I am speed jigging. I just rig two dancer or two dancing stingers from the top, and that has worked extremely well for me. A lot of times you stick them, you know, in the mouth, and then one on the other side of the mouth or outside the face, something like that. Moving along to a little bit heavier jigs. So we're getting into the 320 gram. And I think this guy is 400 gram. 400 grams is about as heavy as I have. Um, these jigs really start to get longer. And tunas, they will eat, you know, they're, they're inhaling that stuff too. But if you're fishing a smaller class of tuna, I would opt for rigging the, the jig on both ends of the jig because when that tuna bites he may favor one side or the next and if he's favoring the side like if you only have it rigged up with say one stinger or two stingers at the top and he eats it like say on the way down that bottom piece of the jig you may come tight on him and then it pulls and that's what i think a lot of guys have issues with including myself from past experiences is learning when you get bit no on whatever jig as long as it's not a circle hook you're gonna want to come tight on that fish and then give it a good yank or pull don't sit there once you have that bite do not sit there and let that thing just pull drag because a lot of times those tuna will like come loose within the first five ten seconds and guys wonder like oh man what did i do wrong right the thing you're doing wrong is you have to really set that hook because if you think about the depth, especially if you're fishing deep water, obviously you're going to want a one fish braid and two, you want fluorocarbon leader, both of which is, you know, braids is zero stretch, fluorocarbon is little stretch. But if you're fishing real deep, you're going to have a big bow in your line, whether you know it or see it, it there is a bow. So that fish is going to come tight. And if you guys look at like some, again, YouTube videos or whatever, those tuna, they bite and they are going to shake their head like crazy. So what they're doing is they're getting hooked maybe if you you know <laughs> hopefully they don't bite the jig and just not get hooked that's why i like to rig two hooks at either end when i'm fishing larger jigs for tuna but anyways assume they, they get a hook in their mouth right is they're gonna shake their head and they're gonna go nuts as soon as you hook them so you've gotta imagine he's hooked on this end and this jig is swinging this thing's like a lead weight and if he swings it one way and the line's not tight and he pops a slack, that hook can get knocked loose super easy. That's why a lot of these captains, when they go out and you guys are targeting like bluefin tuna especially, but any, any tuna across the board, when you get that bite, you've got to really set that hook two, three times and keep cranking through the bite. Even if he's taking drag, keep cranking. That way you take all the bow out of your line and you have direct tight you know line to that that hook to rod tip is tight as it can be and it really gets that hook into their mouths because sometimes those fish have hard spots in their mouth or you know th there's ju just the shaking aspect will knock the hook loose so that's something i've really learned and again you could I, I, one of my things i'm going to do this year is fish a circle hook versus a stinger hook because I hooked a lot of bluefin tuna and it was during the fight that they just like pulled off. But you switch over to like a sardine with a dropper loop and I'm landing eight out of 10 fish. You know, one of them I'm getting tangled up <laughs> losing with the crowd. But uh, 
the circle hooks just land more fish for me. And it, if that comes at a cost of maybe not hooking one fish on, you know, if I'm ripping that jig to the top, then it is what it is. I'd rather do that, you know, miss a couple fish that way and land more fish that I hook because a lot of times like these tunas are eating these jigs on the fall, like these rip rollers and things like that, that they're designed to have a fluttering action on the way down and they're going to get bit on the drop. But you can also get bit speed jigging or just cranking it straight back to the top. So I'm going to try a treble hook on the bottom and then I'm going to rig a circle hook on top this year and kind of see where that goes. I will keep you guys posted on how it actually goes. <laughs> but anyways, hope this kind of helps you guys determine what hooks that you're going to be using this year. Always, always change it for, you know, change the stock stuff to aftermarket gear. You don't want to lose a fish because your hook bends out or it breaks. I have had hooks break before. These are the hooks that have done exceptionally well for me. And if you guys have any questions, just shoot me a DM on Instagram or whatever. Uh, Obsidian Fishing, Zach Messer. If you guys found the show of value, please leave a me, please leave me a review. <laughs> Send it to your buddy. I got my fishing days posted on my Instagram as well. If you guys want to link up, do some fishing out of San Diego. I'll be doing a lot of one and a half, two day trips this year. Is the plan. I'm excited to get back on some bluefin be fishing some prototype jigs as well so if you guys go with me i'll hook you up with some of those prototypes and uh, we'll give them a test all right boys till next time tight lines